Hey everyone, uh, welcome again to the latest installment of The Way It Is. And I'm your host, as always, Luca Anofato at Team Luca First at Remax Service First Realty. And if you like what you see, make sure you ring the bell, share, do all that kind of social media stuff that you're supposed to do. So um, we're in uh, January 2023 and uh, holidays came and went and the new year came and went. And Ben said, uh, hey, Luca, you know, everybody takes, does resolutions and everything like that. We should have a podcast about New Year's resolutions and everything. So I said, okay, sure. I said, I think I know the perfect person to talk about New Year's resolutions and fitness and keeping resolutions. So I am ecstatic to have back my daughter, Michaela Henderson, uh, who is a registered uh, dietitian nutritionist in Halifax. Um, she works both in the private sector and work for the University of St. Mary's, right? Uh, and does a lot of the nutrition for several of the sports teams there. And, um, and in her private world, she's a, uh, a dietitian slash nutritionist at a um, coastal well fitness or wellness place, which is like a multidisciplinary place, mm-hmm. right? That has therapy, all different ancillary therapies and things like that. So she, she gets, um, she meets a lot of people that uh, reach out online and everything. We're looking for nutrition diets, da, 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 da. So anyway, hey, Michaela, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, thanks. How are you doing today? Good, good. And we're we're late. We're recording late on Wednesday night, and the the Canadian juniors are playing because it's eight o'clock Michaela's time and and seven o'clock our time. So uh, we appreciate Michaela taking the time to do this. So, so yeah, Michaela, uh, you know you've done this now for well uh, a couple of years or more now, and um, you do people's nutrition and diets and everything. So, what's what's the uptick been like then in, in the requests or the inquiries for, I want to change, I need a diet, I need something. Yeah, I would say my schedule is fully booked for uh, at least the next three to four weeks. So we're definitely, January is the busiest time with all of our New Year's resolutions, people wanting to start fresh, um, which can be, you know, this can be a really great time um, to make a change if you're looking to to do that. Um, But also not a time that we have to, you know, put a lot of pressure on ourselves or have to, you know, change our bodies or or different things like that. But the new year can be a really great time to reflect and maybe start to start to make some of those changes if we're if we're up for it. So you're, you're, you're saying you're getting brand new people that just have never done anything before. Now that all of a sudden, boom, January 1st, 2023 hit. And they said, I've got to do something, something sparked them into wanting to do some change. And those that are in some kind of stream, but just not getting the results, obviously that they want or thinking that they need to do something else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A mix of both for sure. And so what, what, what's the immediate need? What's the immediate goal that you see sort of, uh, from, is it weight loss? Is it, is that the immediate sort of 90 to 8% or like, what's the percent, what would you be your guess percentage wise of the people that just say, I need to lose weight? Yeah, I would say for, for my practice in January, I would say the majority of new clients are people trying to change their body in some way, whether that's lose weight or gain weight, you know, depending on what goals might be add muscle in the gym or or something like that. So I would say, yeah, a majority in January is about body change for sure. Okay. 
so body change i mean you know so there you because you do personal fitness training as well and so you have that capacity and those skill sets and insights um programs that you recommend so you've because obviously it starts from a nutritional foundation in terms of what are they eating now how are they eating it when are they eating it to this is what you should start to try to eat or incorporate and then this is what you should try to incorporate vis-a-vis some form of fitness or exercise yeah yeah i think it's always it's definitely great to take a a two-pronged approach i do like to to take that in my practice encouraging you know physical activity um my primary focus is definitely the nutrition work so we do mostly focus on that but encouraging physical activity is also part of my part of my practice being a personal trainer and a group fitness instructor um but i always like to remind people that we got to start slow so you know jumping into a brand new fitness program and maybe a brand new way of eating and and a whole bunch of lifestyle change all at once is is usually what leads to all those people dropping off of their resolutions you know come the end of january so it really is all about starting slow and incorporating sustainable behavior change so that way Come January 2024, you're still incorporating all of these, you know, healthful changes into your life. And and is that, I mean, is that the biggest reason or the main crux of why people fall off? Is that because do they go in with just naive or unrealistic expectations and they think in 30 days they're going to get the body that they see on social media or that they see in TV excuse me, and not knowing that this is a process, it's long-term, it's, you know, short-term pain for long-term gain, all that kind of stuff. Is that, is that essentially it? Yeah, I think that's, it's like a, definitely one of the reasons for sure that a lot of times, you know, as a society, we're very instant gratification driven. And if we don't, you know, see results within the first couple weeks or within the first week, something like that, then we might not be as apt to continue. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, and whether it's, you know, January or any time when someone's trying to make a change is that we, we do, because of what we see on social media, we just see all these kind of like highlight reels and we're kind of told that we need to do, you know, everything from A to Z. Um, and we just really can't do all of those things at one time. Um, it's just not realistic. We all lead really busy lives. You know, people have kids and work and, you know, social lives that you're trying to maintain. Um, so it's really just not feasible to implement, you know, five, 10 changes all at once. So that's what I find is, is really the biggest thing. So the key to successful lifestyle change and behavior changes, starting slow and figuring out why you want to make a change, having an important kind of why, um, and then figuring out what your barriers might be. So that's a lot of, you know, the work that I do with people too, is, you know, maybe the goal is to, lose weight or maybe the goal is to manage your high blood pressure um, better. So we need to start by adding more vegetables into your day or something like that. Um, Well, you know, it's one thing to just say, okay, I'm going to eat more vegetables, but what's actually a realistic attainable attainable goal for you um, with trying to drive the kids to hockey and, you know, work 12 hour shift and, and that type of thing. So actually putting, you know, realistic and achievable goals into place with strategies on how to do that. So, okay, I'm going to add more veggies into my day, but I'm going to start with 
three times a week at dinner because I'm going to have a pre-made salad kit in my fridge, right? So it's, it's about being really focused and specific and just realistic with what you can handle. Um, and then you see success and you start to build on that, right? So. And, and I've said this a lot to people because people have, you know, everybody looks for to someone for an answer or some kind of an opinion all the time and never, never in the source that they should be asking, never the experts in the field. They always ask the person that does their hair or something else or whatever in terms of, or cleans their car or, or whatever, uh, what, what they should do. But, um, you, you know, you, you just touched on something that's been a pet peeve of mine in the room. One of the reasons why I think people don't eat nutritionally um, or at least as nutritionally as they should, I guess, in terms of diet, they don't know how to grocery shop. Like they don't know what foods, at least as bare necessities, to buy at the grocery store. And 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 I guess, you know, now that we live in a world of, you know, inflated, crazy inflated food prices, that becomes even more important because there's too many people wasting so much money on the wrong calories, I guess, right? Maybe you can speak to that a bit. Yeah, I think, you know, grocery shopping as is definitely a skill for sure. I mean, we all do it. We all have to do it. But being able to shop in a way um, that then you can use the level of food skills that you have is, is you know, kind of they go hand in hand, I guess. Um, so I think one thing that people need to remember is even just doing a little bit of planning. It doesn't mean you have to prep, you know, most of my clients, I don't even, we don't even work on, you know, doing a full meal prep for your whole week, because that's just takes too much time. And it's too much pressure and, and too much stress. But even something as simple as um, just writing out on a calendar, what you're going to have for dinner for five days of the week. So that way, when you go to the store, you can at least get all the things that you need. So that way, it's not like tonight, you know, Wednesday night at eight o'clock and you're trying to figure out, oh, okay, well, I have food, but I don't have anything that I can put together or, you know, I don't know how to kind of incorporate these different ingredients. And because food is so expensive, we definitely don't want to be wasting it right now. Um, because, you know, if you spend $8 on lettuce, we don't want to have to throw yeah. it out. Um, so being able to kind of just do a little bit of planning before you go to the store can make a, the world of a difference. Um, and it doesn't have to be anything overly complicated, like just thinking of half, you know, half your plate trying to be a vegetable, whether that's fresh, frozen or canned and, you know, a quarter protein of, you know, animal or plant-based and then a quarter of some form of a whole grain and just using that as an easy, easy baseline to kind of go shopping um, through your week and watching the sales for sure right now with inflation. So, yeah. well, and, 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 but, you know, and that's where I think, you know, and I'm not trying to disparage society, I guess, or the people in it, but um, you know, and, 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 you know, I'm, I guess I'm fortunate. I, I learned from Nani and stuff in terms of some skills are in the kitchen and everything like that. But why, and you and I watching the food network. So we picked up some skills that way, but you know, there's a lot of people that just are overwhelmed or, or just that they find it daunting and they don't think that they, they think it's easier to do the drive-through than to come home, open the fridge and prep a meal. And, and I know I can do somebody, I can do 10 meals for somebody for sure, easily, in less than half an hour from start to finish with whatever's in your fridge. And I think that's the, that's a big piece of what's missing for people, right? Because they just don't, they don't want to try and they don't know how to try. They don't even know how to start. 
right? In terms of what goes with what, who should I, what should I cook? When does it, all of that, right? So, I mean, everybody pushes the diet and the weight loss, but nobody's pushing the sort of educational piece of this, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, nutrition and, and as a dietitian, like the healthy eating and everything goes beyond um, like the the least of what I do in a day is make, you know, meal plans for people, right? The most of it is that education piece on, you know, what is, what is going to be maybe healthful and healthy to eat and, you know, taking a moderation approach and, and then also just that food skills piece, right? And budgeting and shopping, like that is all part of, you know, taking a holistic approach to health and wellness. Um, and the food skills piece is definitely something that, um, you know, as a society, we've lost a little bit for sure. And I don't know, there's lots of reasons why that is lack of home economics and schools and, you know, busy, both parents working and all of that type of thing. Well, and, that, and that's just it. Some of those behaviors, some of those behaviors are learned, right? And, and, you know, there's, well, you know yourself. <laughs> you used to, go, we did Wendy's quite a bit, even when, when we were working, and then we did prepare some good meals. But we did, we had to, you know, default to uh, to the odd drive-through every now and again for sure, because it just had to fit in. But I, I think that's learned behavior, and I think you're right. I think it was a lost a generation there where there's just some parents with the double, you know, two jobs and kids and all the extracurricular. It just there was just no time to to pick it up or to learn it or to even make time for it. Um, get, what's the, um, I didn't want to lose this question. What's the demographics of the people that you're seeing? Is it all over the map? Is there a core demographic? What, what, what's the, what are the demographics that are coming to you? Yeah. So um, I, I have a bit of a wide range. So, you know, um, in my private practice, I do see a lot of, um, you know, general population, so to speak. So, you know, whether that's, you know, individuals that are around middle age looking to figure out how, you know, to help themselves and also support, you know, their family and, and that type of thing. How can they ensure that they are instilling these really positive lessons for their kids? Um, so that way they are also learning. Um, so I do see a lot of that, but where I do have the specialty in sport nutrition, and I have really kind of pushed that area of my business. Um, I also, you know, the other large part of my work is with a lot of, um, athletes, um, of varying ages, but pretty much from, athletes from like 12 to, I mean, I guess for more competitive, maybe 12 to 30. And then I also have a really great group of athlete clients that are more, um, again, maybe 30 plus. So maybe not considered um, as competitive. I'm, I'm air quoting here, um, but you know, that they are still, you know, athletes very much in their, in their own right, whether it's, you know, running races or competing in different, um, you know, weightlifting or just with their own personal kind of goals. Um, so more of that kind of high performance aspect. Aspects. So, yeah. Is there a, is there a, 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 um, a balance between male, female, gender at all, or is it is it is it equal, or is it have weighted one way or the other? Yeah, I'd say it would be pretty equal. Um, I would say maybe for our general population, it's a little bit more on the female side of things. Um, I guess that kind of makes an intuitive sense that, that it might be more heavily female. Um, but for the athletes, I would say it's pretty equal, kind of male and female and, and all all sorts of different sports. So, yeah. Hmm. 
And and uh, you know, obviously, you know, this is your this is your field of expertise, but obviously, people with these new these resolutions and everything, uh, diet is is like the key building block, right? That's where you start, right? It's not just going into Planet Fitness and paying 10 bucks and going on a treadmill and an elliptical for half an hour a day or an hour a day, right? It, 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 that's not going to do you any good if you're going to drive right to the Starbucks and get your quadruple whipped frappuccino and then go through your drive through or whatever, right? I mean, it, it, it's, it's got to start with diet and nutrition, correct? Yeah, I, I really like to, you know, promote the nutrition first, for sure. I mean, I like to take a holistic approach. So if you getting into the gym for 30 minutes, a couple of times a week is where you need to start, then absolutely. That's where you need to start. And, and that's perfect. If that's going to be what works for you. Um, but you know, we would obviously encourage at some point when you are ready to take some steps on maybe changing, um, you know, what you're eating or just taking a peek to see if there is any way that you felt you could, you know, improve, then nutrition is definitely going to be a huge base of support for not only, you know, like weight management and weight loss or anything like that, um, which are kind of the more common resolutions, but also just for um, prevention and management of chronic disease, right? So just like long-term health, um, nutrition really is, you know, a key piece paired with exercise, of course, but, you know, nutrition is definitely a key piece for a lot of, a lot of things. So, so I mean, obviously over the holidays and now uh, in the first part of January, um, both media like social media tv i mean it's just inundated with all of the <laughs> weight loss ads and the pelotons bump their ads back up and uh but on social media it's just ridiculous now mm. all of these like shred drink this and shred or or you know and that thing they keep pushing from the uh, dragon's den or the sharks whatever shark tank where you throw something into a glass and you see this person's fat just like dissolve or something like that like obviously that peoples are so desperate for immediate change that they just grab onto these things and are they is there anything out there that's even effective or like what what what's the sense of that like i mean because that's a scary world out there there's a lot of stuff out there yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't quote me on this, but you know, I think the supplement industry is like a billion dollar industry, right? And there's little to no regulation um on that industry. And now with social media, there's, you know, vague advertising guidelines. There are guidelines, but a bit more vague for sure. Um, I think all of those ads are, you know, kind of the bane of my existence, um, especially this time of year. Um, I, honestly, just the basics is really what we need to focus on. You know, a supplement is meant to supplement what you're doing, right? Um, so if you're missing your balance on your plate, then, you know, taking all of these supplements is not actually going to, um, to do anything. And I would heavily caution people, really any supplement that is claimed to help you lose weight or to do all of these miraculous things is likely too good to be true and potentially dangerous. Like I had mentioned, like there's little to no regulation um, in that in that area. So a lot of claims can be made and a lot of things can be put in products that can be unsafe, especially if you maybe have any pre-existing health conditions. So um, I definitely would caution people when, when trying supplements and just recommend, you know, your, your nutrition basics 
general healthy eating balance and moderation is going to be the best way to, you know, start your weight loss journey, if that's what you're going for, or just your overall improvements in, in health and wellness, for sure. And so when you have these initial onboarding meetings with these people, and you you sort of, like you say, you're going through the, the reasons why and for, and, and, and I mean, at the end of the day, do you, do you get them to sign some kind of I don't know, commitment or like to try to hold them accountable or anything because otherwise, right. Or, or I mean, what keeps people, what, you know, you, cause I, we know human nature and everybody, everybody goes into it knowing that thinking that it's easy or that they, you know, cause somebody else does it. And then they realize how hard it is. And there's the rub is that it's actually hard work. It really takes commitment. It takes an effort. It takes thought. It takes forethought. You got to plan a meal. You got to think about groceries. You got to think, you know, so, and not to say that that, you know, is, is hours and hours a day, but there's a process to it and there's, there's a commitment to it, right? You gotta, it's gotta be top of mind. So do you do that? Do you you get people to sign something that makes them accountable at least for a certain period of time or? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I maybe not sign something, but, um, I do take a really, I guess that's kind of one of the big benefits to seeing a dietitian is the whole accountability piece. So not only are you getting, um, actual evidence-based information that's actually going to be helpful, um, you are actually getting that whole accountability. So um, usually what we do in an initial assessment is, you know, we have a really big conversation, uh, obviously a million and one questions about kind of health and, you know, lifestyle and, and all of that stuff. But having a really big conversation about kind of what brings them in um, to actually see me, what what brings them in today, what is their why, and what are their kind of overarching goals. I, I find that if we can shift away from a weight-centric approach, um, so, you know, okay, you want to lose 10 pounds, but but why? Like, why would your life actually be different if you, if you lost 10 pounds? And if you can really kind of uncover those reasons, maybe it's, I could get up the stairs easier and I have a multi-level home or I want to play with my grandkids. Um, and being able to keep those at the forefront does make things a lot easier because you're actually doing it for, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to say a good or a bad reason, but you're doing it for a meaningful reason, right? Mm-hmm. Our lives aren't going to change if we lose 10, 20 pounds. Like that's actually not going to make us feel any better right it's going to be all those unrelated un unweight attached kind of outcomes that actually make the difference in our lives um so you know having a big conversation about the why um sometimes i do encourage depending on the person you know encourage them to write that down post it on their fridge or put it in their phone so that way they can refer back if they are finding that you know, that it is, um, you know, a difficult process. Um, And then also part of the approach is really, you know, just being really realistic and actually setting goals. So my clients leave the office with one, two, three, you know, again, depending on the person and depending on what we're working on, you know, goals that are, you know, smart goals. So you know, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. Um, So that way they have a tally of, okay, this is what I'm accomplishing over the next two weeks. I'm going to eat vegetables at dinner twice a week by having my pre-made salad kit. And, you know, I'm going to check it off on my calendar when I do it. So we have really specific goals um, that then it's 
just easy, right? That's how we actually build the habit um, and really take mm -hmm. that. It is still hard work, but it makes it less hard, right? Yeah, yeah. No, no. Well, you got to form a habit for sure. You got to make it part of your daily routine. That's interesting because you're right. Because most people, uh, you know, to break it down in those sort of minute pieces, right? I mean, that's important because obviously people need to think that they're accomplishing something or at least they've done something and can check it off to make sure that they can continue on the path. So I guess, and not to to uh, cast a shadow over all of this positivity, but what what's this, what statistically, you know, given, you know, from where you started and, and let's say, uh, you know, somebody came into you last January, is there anybody still with you or is there, I mean, what's the drop-off rate? What's the attrition or what's the percentages in terms of those that quote unquote succeed or stay with it versus those that sort of fall off? it's hard to sort of put a number on it because everyone does have different goals. So, you know, from last January, I wouldn't necessarily have the, all of the same clients because, you know, I've discharged a lot of them because we've maybe reached their goal or, you know, we were doing, you know, different things. Um, so I, I mean, I don't know, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I would say a lot of my clients succeed in their, in their goals, yeah. but um, yeah, it, it is like hard to say because each person is going to need to see you for really varying amounts of time. Like it's, you might be seeing a dietitian for a month or two, but it also might be, you know, several years. It really just depends on you as an individual and, and really what your kind of overarching end goals are. Yeah. Okay. So I guess, um, cause I don't want to keep you cause it's late and I know you haven't had dinner yet. So what, um, I guess if you were going to say to someone, right, who's listens to this and says, you know, I've been thinking about making a new, I got to want to make a change. And I, I guess what one, two, three key things or whatever that they need to take away to say, you know, to start the process, to stay on track or to like fulfill something, right. To make it worthwhile. Yeah. I mean, so I would say, you know, take 10 minutes to reflect on, you know, what you would like to see from yourself over the year or what you feel would make your life um, better. Um, I would encourage people to shift away from weight focused goals. So, you know, this January, let's try not to focus so much on having to change our body. We don't need to be um, focusing on that weight centric. Like, let's just focus on, okay, I want to feel like I have more energy by the summer. Like that is a lot more helpful. So I would say shift focus, take a little bit of time to reflect um, and then get back to basics. So if you are feeling that, okay, nutrition is an area that I'd like to make some lifestyle changes, just focus on getting back to basics. Don't worry about bad diets. Don't worry about apps. Don't worry about powders and different products. Just get back to basics, figure out foods that you like how you can incorporate those, um, focus on your fruits and veggies, right? And uh, just really get back to your basics, I would say would be the best place to start. Okay. Well, and that's pretty sound advice. I think that speaks to a lot of things in a lot of areas. So that's, yeah. that's pretty good. So, okay. Well, thanks, Michaela. Thanks for taking the time. And uh, yeah, that's really good positive stuff for anybody that's thinking of making a news resolution or trying to keep a New Year's resolution. So 
Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, use your support system. Don't hesitate to reach out to people, book in with dietitians, trainers, you know, whatever, use your family as support. All of that makes the whole process a lot more helpful. So well, you do. Yeah. You can't do it by yourself. You definitely need encouragement and you definitely need support. There's no question about it for sure. Cause there will be stumbles. Everybody, there always will, right? You, you, nobody's perfect all of the time or anything like that. And everybody's entitled to a cheat day or a crappy day or whatever day and stuff like that so because yeah all right good all right well thanks honey appreciate it no all right bye yeah. bye